getting you nice and shined up here, buddy. We're going to get you over here by my newly painted wall. My wife don't know how to hang up pictures, right? But we got to get you all. You remember it was just me and you in the Cold War days? Just us against the Rusties, you know? Good times. You know, Eric? Eric hey, Dave. How are you? Hey. Hey. Oh, pretty good. Oh, you want you want a cast, brother? Sorry to interrupt uh, your uh, field day there. Let but. me uh, let me uh, put the grant away here. I'm gonna put you up here, little buddy. All right, there you go. Stay right there until Daddy gets back. All right. I gotta get I gotta get mine on the shelf behind me. <laughs> a beautiful Michigan. It's a from, Yeah, you know, uh, one of the uh, or Trident or Ohio classes ought to be pretty good. Get oil. Was it Chief Meadows over there? And, He's got a backlog, so you know if you do ask him to build one, you got to be uh, got to be a little patient. Well, welcome back, everybody. It is the sub vet. We uh, apologize for being gone for a while, but uh, Eric was a little bit below below the below the line. wasn't feeling great, so no, I wasn't feeling great. To give him a chance to get back up on an even bubble and level bubble. So yeah, I got all kinds of new braces. Got brand new two hundred dollar orthopedic shoes so I can walk. So this uh, old body hasn't failed me completely yet. But how much Ooh, longer before I'm in a nursing home? <laughs> Man, yeah, these things are. Uh, well, all the nurses wear these things too. This one's uh, what brand is it? There were several expensive brands. Who hokas? You heard of them? H O K. You know your wife might wear them. My wife's a nurse, but she buys the cheap shoes. So yeah, this got like a half You know why she buys? Why she? Because she works in L D, and invariably she gets her shoes dirty from. Let's just call it certain fluids, right? And (laughs) I want to spend a lot of money on shoes because they're just going to get ruined. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Go, you go through them shoes. <laughs> Not like on patrol, man. Patrol shoes were great. I had, uh, I always wore Converse basketball high tops. Uh huh. Leather, the leather high tops. That was my patrol shoe. I, mean, I always wore, you know, good popular tennis shoe at the time. Not like, you know, getting NBA types. I don't even, they were just starting to get, pop. what, when did the Nike, like Jordan Airs first come out? You know what year? I have no idea. I've never worn a. I've never worn a, a Air Jordan. So, because it seemed like as soon as I came out, you know, it just shoes just started going through the roof. In my day, it so, was uh, yeah. the Lakers, Showtime, Magic, and the Bad Boys in Detroit, and I just really uh-huh. like those Converse high top shoes. Played uh, played and coached basketball for the Michigan in the eighties. Won the base title in eighty five. Huzzah! Yeah, that's right. Yeah, good job. Uh, you know, be that as it may, uh, it's not really what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about yeah. submarine stuff, and boy, there's a lot of crap going on in the world today. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There are there are people who text me on a regular basis. Among them is Eric. Uh huh. And yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be flippant or, or or mean or anything, but man, the text you were sending me this morning. 
Oh, I was just sending you some stuff from because I know you won't go to my rumor group, so I just copy and paste what they're saying. Right. Because I, I know you go, won't give them I the won't time go to the rumor group. So, <laughs> so since I won't go to the rumor group, he brings the rumor group to me, which is all about it's, a, it's all about the war. And the right. Strange things. So, well, different theories, you know, what's going on, of course. Yeah. So so far. Oddly enough, uh, I, I'm I'm a little surprised because I really do think that they're trying to drag. There are people that are trying to drag us into this war, and really, whether you're for that or again that, really isn't the point of this show. the The point is there are people who, right. yesterday, I guess President Zelensky took time off from being the most impressive man in the in the world right now to talk to Congress, United States Congress. And did a video conference right. with 300 members of our Congress at which he begged them, begged them to enforce a no-fly zone over Ukraine. And see, that's, that's what brings it interest. Why? I mean, obviously, we're sending this guy a bunch of weapons and we're supporting him. And there's even rumors of people from other countries joining his military under the Ukraine military, if you will. I mean, why, why ain't we going in there? You know, it's just, there's a lot of shady stuff going on in there. And is the threat, threat of Putin's nuclear weapons enough to keep us out? Are we waiting for something else to happen? You know, there's just so many irons in the fire, irons in the fire, Dave. It's, it's just, it, it's hard for me, you know, from my redneck uh, studies online, you know, I do redneck internet searches, you know, rumored groups amongst them. I got an alien theory if you want to hear that later too. But anyways, I mean, with all that going on, it's just hard. What's real and what's not real? What's propaganda? What's not propaganda? And obviously, watching the big news like the Fox News, uh, MSNBC, and CNN, you're not going to get the real story there. It's interesting that they blocked off the Russian Times from you know most countries. I think it's blocked off the U.S. now, but I'm able to get to it through VPN. But you know, why are they blocking it off? Okay, Russian Times might be propaganda too, but wh- why are you? Why are they blocking it off? So it's just, are they trying to get everybody into one narrative? It's just, did it's, they, it's did crazy. Did they actually block off RT, or did the staff? What I read was that RT shut down because of the sanctions. They didn't have any way to pay their bills, so it really it wasn't an issue of shutting it down. I mean, they're. they're I don't know. The website that, uh, but I, I worry, even though there's propaganda in, in all countries, obviously, but I still worry when they, when you shut down speech, you know, the freedom of speech is, is critical to first, you know, people like me and, you know, and people more heavy study like you just to try to figure out what's going on. Cause you, you got to disseminate from all these different outlets and pull the look. Cause there's a little bits of truth with the propaganda and you just got to get better just by watching it. It's, See if you could put your own theories together. I once read on. in a book character in one of the books that I was reading said, said this, when liberty is at risk, freedom of speech is often the first casualty. And right. I agree with that. I, I, you know, look, am I happy about all this? But, but at the same time, there is so much nonsense out there right now about this. I mean, I, I called it on my show the other day, the first TikTok war which was followed the next day by an article in a major U.S. magazine calling it the first TikTok war. So obviously they're listening to me because um, mm-hmm. there's no way they were writing that, you know, three months, a month ago. Anyway, the point being that 
<laughs> this whole thing is so social media oriented that, I mean, if you're on Twitter or TikTok, the stuff you're seeing, and, and the crazy thing is, is, you don't know if it's real or not. The pictures of Zelensky well, and his body armor from, from last year, the, 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 you got to go crane, you know, with her airsoft gun. And so you don't know what to so believe, you, what not to believe. Yeah. You don't, you, it's like, right. You don't want to believe, but you know, you're, you're kind of hitting a nail on, on the head there. You got to go where your audience is. I that just as, this week, I just noticed Facebook's updated again, and it looks more like a cell phone on, on the on your two screen experience now. But you know, most people are on their cell phones, and instead of going watching the propaganda news channels, which their ratings are way down compared to what it used to, people are getting all their news through social media feeds. And then you'll find something interesting, like you you'll find maybe a Russian narrative. Somebody might post it and get it, you know, might. Uh, uh, translate it and post it, but uh, you go back a few minutes later and Twitter's already deleted it. So, yeah, you're right. Everybody everybody uses the social media feed to get their news and it's being heavily controlled. And, and you got to wake up and think about it, especially, you know, if you've grown up with the internet, like you became a, a, a late teen going into your adult years since 2010, this internet is completely different than what the internet that me and you started off with back in the nineties, you know, good old AOL prodigy days. Everybody laughs about how slow it was, but you know, the information that got put out there between then and 2008 was amazing. And then all of a sudden when social media comes around, things just started getting filtered out. And then instead of going, everybody being on a bunch of websites, the only thing they pop open is Facebook and Twitter. Well, it's convenient. It's compact. It's convenient. It, it is the, I call it the USA Today effect. Right. I don't know if you remember when USA Today first started publishing in the, in the mid, actually early 80s. I'm thinking 81, 82, somewhere in there. And all of a sudden, you could read the entire national news in, in little 150 to 300 character news stories. It was the go-to paper. Yeah. It was. It was. It, it, uh, but, but at the same time, it lacked any depth, any analysis, anything you were actually used to from a newspaper was gone. Mm -hmm. And in many ways, social media has become that the, uh, who was it? Yeah. Somebody referred to it as the Mick paper. And, and, and that's what it, social media has become. It's mm -hmm. become the news. It's so a, it's condensed. So you don't know if you're getting the whole story or not, but B it's, it's also, mm, and, and newspapers were the same way. I, I acknowledge that, but it's also very slanted and very propaganda-esque. It, it doesn't matter which side you're on. You're, most right. people are living in an echo chamber. You're only hearing the things that you want to hear. Ukraine is great. Ukraine is great. I hate to break this to you. Ukraine is losing, and they're losing badly. But right. all you're seeing on social media is how, how great they're doing. You know, it, it wasn't but 70, 80 years ago that uh, when Germany was losing the war that they, and Japan did the same thing. They kept talking about our glorious armies have retreated another 20 miles, thus delaying the enemy even further, you know, turning huge defeats into these major victories. But what's the difference between right. that? And look, we shot down a helicopter, you know? Okay. But what about the 50? It didn't shoot down. So what, what did they do? Where, yeah, what, what, happened, yeah. what kind of damage? Of course, you're going to lose planes. Yeah, and even the numbers, if, if the Russians went in with a lot of helicopters and planes and tanks and they did get taken out, I mean, the numbers they were posting it is not 
not that much compared to the numbers of hardware they probably put in there and play. Anyways. I have no doubt that it's costing the Russians, or as I refer to them, the neo-Soviets, more than they anticipated. I, I have no doubt that they actually did think that the Ukrainians were just going to give up, throw up their hands and say, hey, come on in. I think they're I think they're horrified at the response. I think that they're I think their troops are probably scared to death of the fact that they're being shot at. Because I mean, think about it. This is the first time since Afghanistan that Russian troops have really been, I know, Chechnya and Grozny and that stuff, but on a massive scale like this. It's the first time since Afghanistan. And right. that was two generations ago. So these kids they're sitting in there, they have no corporate memory of this stuff. They have no they have no experience with it. And war is scary. And, Terrifying. And some of your 40, I would say, what would you say? 40 and up, you know, from when the Cold War ended in 91. Yep. I mean, Ukraine was still part of Russia. So there's a lot of family ties here. So you know, it, there's the background stories that obviously is not on the media. It, it's 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 literally somewhat like a civil war because this is a, is a former Russian republic. And there's cross families, whether they're the Russian or or. Uh, Ukraine. Read, there was a lot of Russian. Well, yeah, well, those two territories, there are a lot of Russians in there. I read this morning and I would have to find it because I didn't keep it because it was one of those things. It was a lot of stuff I read. I just read it and go on because I don't think I'm going to need it later. And of course, it turns out that I did. I read this morning an article and I'll find it and send it to you. 53% of the Russian troops, the army, 53% of Russian right. soldiers have familial collections or ancestry that's Ukrainian. So they have family, family connections to Ukraine. So mm -hmm. that could be a factor in the morale. It could be a factor in all those other things. I guess the, the point of all this is being that Zelensky asked us, asked our Congress to enact a no-fly zone, which would be a de facto declaration of war. Because how do you enforce a no-fly zone? You have to shoot down anything that's flying in there. Well, what's flying in there? Russian planes and helicopters. Are we really, are we really ready to go to war with Russia over Ukraine? Now, there's a million and one theories about what's going on. Bio labs and Hunter Biden and corruption and all that stuff. Is any of that worth one American life? Is any of it worth that? No. Nah. I, I and I don't I think there's a big lack of interest in this war too. Well, I think there's huge interest in it. People this is like 1991 all over again. People are people are glued to the TV set, they're glued to social media. Well, no, 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 like a, like, I don't like which interest in the war, but I think there's a lack of interest like when they you know, because they got all those draft bills that they signed over the last 10 years. So when they come March, and I heard I heard rumors there's already recruiters heavily camping in colleges already. So when they start saying, "Hey, you got to sign up and go fight the war," that just started over there. You know, that's where I think lack of interest is going to prevail. Well, and of course, the big fear is Vladimir Putin made the threat. That's what they're calling it: the threat of nuclear weapons. Um, I don't know that it was a specific threat. I I, I heard what he said. I read the, the translations. The thing is that Russian military doctrine has been since the Cold War, since uh, since the 1960s, has always been to announce that they reserve the right to use nuclear weapons to resolve the conflict. They've always done that. So 
I don't know that that's a threat, but it's certainly something that people weren't used to hearing. And so since we're not used to hearing that, you kind of go, hey, wait a minute, what exactly does he mean by this? Is he threatening us with nuclear weapons? And of course, around here, probably not as much in Denver there, but around here, that got a lot of attention. And there are things that, you remember this phrase, need to know? There are a lot of things that I don't need to know, but when I watch them happening, I know what's happening. And it's, uh, it's really quiet around here right now, if you get my drift. Right. Really quiet so, right now. Well, getting back, getting into the submarine topic, is, and, and that's the reason we're here, by the way. <laughs> I mean, getting back into that, I mean, the, the submarine news has gone really quiet lately. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm getting maybe one-tenth of what I normally get. There's some days that there's nothing to post at all because, not, you know, nothing's really been given out. And I tell you what, I mean, I used to post uh, pictures from uh, all the, and we talked about this before, all those port cams are out there. Port cam. I mean, I, I'd be wanting, yeah, I'd be, I would be posting those too, but I'm not, I'm not retweeting that stuff right now. I'm not posting because whether I, I agree with our intervention or, or or going to war, you know, on the Ukraine side or not, it, I'm not going to put my boys in uh, jeopardy, my boys and girls out there. Mainly I'm, intrigued by, I'm intrigued by Warship Cam. I love the Warship Cam Twitter account. Right. And it, it's cool. And yes, as far as the subnet goes, I would post them there regularly because they were interesting. I've noticed yeah. that the Warship Cam has shifted from... American submarines, American aircraft carriers, American fighting ships to this oiler is coming in. Uh, here's a, here's a service ship of some kind. Here's a ship coming back from a seven month deployment. They're not, I I don't know that I've seen, I've seen one, I think submarine. Uh, there was a, I think it was Chicago pulled into Pearl Harbor or something a couple of days ago, but, but that's right. it. It's almost like, and I, and I almost kind of wink and nod when I say this, it's almost like the submarines are moving at times when the cameras can't see them. Duh. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Give me a second, Dave. Sure. Second. Oh, he's having to go take care of his dog because his doggy's upset. Yeah. People coming in the house. A lot of traffic in his house lately. Yeah, I don't let people. All right. That's all that problem. But you got you got a like a real popular wife and family and stuff. So you got a you plus you got a, a yeah. Latino family. So yeah, that's what it says. Latino family. Everybody's your family, whether you're related to them or not. It's interesting. I, I I actually like it though because I had a lot of extended family when I was growing up too. So I just hate everybody. So I just don't let anybody in my house. <laughs> See, I've been trying to grow my uh my beard out like you, Dave. There's a week's worth of work, and nobody can probably see it. But it, <laughs> I was like, I've never been able to grow facial hair. So on my first boat, there was this guy, Steve Thomas. So he was, he was, you know, a lot of guys just getting out after their six years, you know, just couldn't wait to get out. He was one of those guys. So, you know, we were like, hey, so what are you going to do when you get out, Steve, when, when you get out of the Navy? Oh, I'm just going to hang out at the base and date Navy wise. Of course, he said it in a different way, but. Think of that what you may. <laughs> but, you know, you go, he, 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 so he was a well-built man, if you will, a caveman is what I called him. You know, the stern jaw, you know, very, very muscular and everything. He didn't even have to work out to get this body. I don't think I saw ever saw him working out. Matter of fact, he just, 
with just a big natural DNA enhanced caveman. He'd come up and see it because back then I, I shaved maybe every four days just to get a little bit because I just didn't grow anything at 21 years old. I think I was 20 or 21 years old. He's going, see this, bro? This is this is man stuff. Bro. You wouldn't know what that's all about. He saw man stuff. They see when you grow up, bro, you, you can get some of this stuff. He's all rubbing on his thick beard and stuff like that. I said, you know what, Steve? You're just a caveman and I'm more evolved than you. <laughs> that's what Surprised you didn't rub your face in it. <laughs> that's what I would have done. I, I think I have had that happen before. So I had a pretty good Nothing beard. Like a little bit, sir. I had a really good beard early in my once we got to the boat. You couldn't grow one when you weren't on the boat, but on the boat you mm-hmm. could grow one. And so I, I yeah. had a pretty full beard when I was on the boat, or, or pay for it, pay for it anyway. And then wreck uh, fun. Yeah, and then um, did we get like a new CNO like eighty four? So we got something, something changed in 84. I don't remember if it was a CNO or sing pack or something. I don't remember. But the bottom line is beards went out the window. And I think it was really? the last, it was the last of the, the, the think zoom Walt thing. It was, you know, the, the salt and pepper uniforms went away and blah, blah, blah. And so that oh, that's when they hat. went away. Cause yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah. They, and yeah. Everybody had to wear the sailor hat. Yeah. And, and that was when the beards went away, at least pack fleet wise. And so I had to shave that whole thing off and that. Oh God, that hurt. So for most of my life, I didn't wear one. When I got out of the Navy, I kind of went to a little bit, but in recent months, I have decided that, you know what? Screw this. I'm not dealing with it anymore. And I'm just let it grow. I wouldn't know what to do if you shaved that beard off. I wouldn't even know who you are. (laughs) What I don't like about it is it's, I I, kind of like the fact that it's gray. It has nothing to do with submarines, except for the zoomies that I absorbed when I was, in the missile department. Uh, but when I was younger, my hair was red. And so it was, it was this really cool looking red. I have pictures of it somewhere, but anyway, I don't have that anymore, which is. Don't have the, the red hair no, going long, on. Long, long time. It's always part of ha- halfway night. You know, the, who, who had the best beard. That was right after the, you know, the halfway night festivities, like with the halfway night girl models and stuff like Miss that. Miss Michigan contest. Yes. Which I used to. <laughs> Oh, man, I yeah, just, I saw that picture. Of me. I just, oh, you should see the video. There's a video that uh-huh. that has never seen the light of day. That, uh-huh. oh God, I don't even know if I should say this or not. We we had a winner one time, and we right. Miss Michigan contest. And there are pictures of it on my Facebook page, and like I said, none of those three that are in that picture were the winner. None of them were the winner. They weren't even. No, <laughs> weren't even in the same time zone, kids. And and you got to remember, this was before the age of transgenderism and and all the stuff you have now so mm-hmm. there was this kid he was a uh he was an e3 blonde kind of swedish looking thin wispy mm-hmm. kid and somehow or another he got a hold of a bunch of a bolt a whole roll of terry cloth the stuff we used to clean with oh yeah, yeah. and he fashioned a terry cloth bikini really and he came out and he was, so I'm standing the back of the mess decks. I'm emceeing the show, the halfway night show. I've already done the other three that you, you, you can see in the pictures if you ever see them. Because there's no pictures of this one. There is video. Right. I have seen the video, but the video has been <laughs> locked away. Locked away. <laughs> Never, Never to see the light of day. <laughs> so I look to my left, which the audience can't see. I look to my left and I see this guy coming in and I'm like, oh, 
Because <laughs> I know Next what's please. about to happen. And yeah. I introduced him, and he walked out, and he had one of those frozen slices of uh, tubes of meat things that we used to use at night. Uh, right, right. We called it a really bad name, but because this is a family show, I can't say the name we called it. Started with horse <laughs> and ended with cock. But, <laughs> but, but he, uh, like that. <laughs> yeah, he walked out with that and did this just, I mean, I, I'm not even sure dirty describes it with this, with this meat and the cops right. in the front row. The cop is just his eyes are bulged out, his chin is like, and he's like, for for the good two minutes that this kid was doing his thing, and the noise. <laughs> oh my God, the cheers. And the only thing I could think to say when he was finally done and off the stage, and it, you know, he won. I mean, we didn't even have to vote, he won. And uh, the only thing I could think is, you know, somewhere out there, there's a Victor Three listening on this thing going. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, comrade. I, I can see that's when we would make the most noises during halfway night. I mean, yeah. they always oh, sonar out there going, hey, you guys need to hold it down back here. We can hear you out there in the mic. <laughs> anyway, to the surprise of no one, he ended up getting out at the end of the patrol because it's, it turns out he was gay. So, And back in those days, kids, you couldn't be gay in the neighborhood. No, yeah, no, now, but back in those days. I bet, they, I bet they don't even have this contest anymore. I mean, I, I bet they have halfway night, but I don't know. I, you know, with with, with the integration crews, how, how could you do that? I don't think you could. And and uh, you know, I've, from what I've heard, and I wasn't there, but from what I've heard, uh, the, even the line crossing ceremonies aren't. You can't tack on a crow. You can't talk on dolphins. You can't. Uh, uh, that's probably been that way a while, though. Well, I mean, there was you probably do what we were in, but you did it anyway. Yeah. And that's what I've seen up to 2005. People were probably doing it anyways, but because I would have, I would have been, I, I would have retired at 20 at two, 2006, seven, somewhere in there. So, I mean, because, because I was like the last of the regime where, you know, where we got trained by the, uh, what would you say, the Vietnam era guys, the real hardcore guys. So, I don't know. I, uh, I didn't drink while I was in the Navy. <laughs> the weird part is I didn't, I didn't become a, the, uh, I, was, I didn't become a drinker until after I got out of the Navy, which is really weird. That's it's, crazy. Uh, Drinking in the Navy is what made me into the mess I am. <laughs> but, I, but I always regret not drinking my dolphins. I think that I think that would have been the cool. I guess I could do it now. I could go down to the uh, fleet reserve and say, hey, pour me a thing and drop my dolphins in and drink it. But I don't think it would have the same effect these days that it would have had. Those. I've been wanting to do this a while. <laughs> it would have been. It would have been uh, weird. So let's talk submarine stuff, shall we? Because we, we've been around. Back when I was in submarine school, I went to basic enlisted submarine school. I started in December of 81, graduated in February of 82. Um, there was a day in submarine school where, and I don't know if it was on the curriculum or not. I have no idea. I don't, I don't know if it was just a, hey, we're going to do this today, or if it's part of the curriculum. I have no idea because I was never a sub-school instructor. But there was a day where uh, our, our class commander, MM1 Garamuel, said, today we're going to talk about the bad stuff that can happen because you need to know about the bad stuff that can happen. And so we mm -hmm. talked about the loss of the 52 boats during the war. And we talked about, um, we talked about Thresher. And then we started talking about Scorpion. 
which of course this was 1981, early 82. So this mm. was still, I don't want to say it was still raw, but there were still people who knew people who were on Scorpion Thresher and the likes of that. It was not unusual to run into somebody who had been on, on Scorpion more, or on Thresher. Whatever. Yeah, more, more, lot, some second, second person. Right. People, that, well, there were know, people that, you know, I transferred off Scorpion right before the last patrol, last run or whatever. And, and mm. there weren't a lot of them, but they were still around and, and, and the likes of that. One of the things I remember discussing with Scorpion was two things. One, it was generally believed. Now, when I say generally believed, I mean, this is what we were told. Whether you believe it or not is really up to you. We were led to the impression that it was generally believed that the Scorpion had been sunk by the Soviets in retaliation for the sinking of the K-129 six months earlier, March of 68. Right. And there was a, a lot of discussion about the existence air quote, air quote, of an audio tape that proved this. But of course, nobody had that tape and they didn't play it for us. Or they played a tape for us that might have been, but how how the hell would I know? How would you know? Right. Yeah. So there's that aspect of it. And then there was a brief, and I mean ever so brief discussion about, we know she was on the surface because they found a body. And that was it. And then we moved on to the next thing. And, and I remember has, hearing this story too. That has haunted me for years. I mean, that was in 1981. This is 2022. So that's what, 41 years. And about a year and a half ago, I was doing some reading and I came across the notes from the Trieste dive on Scorpion, the original dive when they went down with Trieste to look at. And there was a brief mention of discovering of a body. And I, and I remember posting this on my Facebook thing, sending it to my shipmates going, what the heck is this? I mean, did you hear this? And then yesterday we were talking about the, 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 somehow or another, I think it was the uh, poopy suits and cowboy boots guys posted yeah. a long post that went into unnecessarily graphic detail, in my opinion, about the body that was discovered and how this body that was discovered lying next to the wreck proves that the ship was either on or near the surface, or that, that at least one crew member survived the initial incident, whatever that was, mm -hmm. and managed to get into the escape truck. Meaning that they had to be near the surface, obviously, when it happened, because his periscopes were up and right. so forth and so on. I got to tell you, man, that is the kind of thing that keeps me up at night. I, it's a long read too. On that. I, long I posted a link, by the way, to this on the, on the subbet and Facebook group. You can find it. It says more Scorp Scorpion theories, and it has a link there to the uh, Poopy Suits and Cowboys uh, article that he has. And it, it, it better have some time because you're going to have to read things over <laughs> like a 10 times, you know, because there's just a lot to take in and think about. I mean, if you're not a submariner, you probably read right through it, but it's a lot to, lot to think about. And it's written in heavy Navy ease. So it's not like right. it's an easy read to begin with, but you're having to decipher things. And again, I left the Navy 30 years ago. So I'm reading it going, wait, I used to know what that meant. They're, they're using, you know, acronyms and stuff like that. That again, I know I used to know them, but it's like, yeah, you know, I'm my, my drive, my hard drive is trying to access that. And I'm still working on that 
that 2.5 megabyte hard drive trying to find this stuff out. It, it really... Yeah. Some, some of those sectors are corrupted. <laughs> yeah. It's the kind of thing that really, I, I can't speak for anybody else, but it really bothered me. It really bothered me last night when I was trying to sleep and all I could think about is this, this body on the bottom. And yeah, there are a lot of questions about how does a body wearing a K-Pak life jacket sink to the bottom? Well, K-Pak is notoriously, um, it, 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 when it gets wet, it tends to sink. It doesn't, it doesn't float very yeah. long. It will float. Yeah. But not like long. yeah. Mm. Um, and it's very possible the way I'm reading this, and I don't know how you read it, but the way I'm reading it is the body may have been in the escape trunk, which is open. And it might've been in there for weeks before it finally bumped out and then sank right down next to it. But man, it was, there was talk on there. If, if, if he did escape and he was on the surface for a while after the incident, he, he would have got caught up in a current. He would, right. he would be right next to the boat. It eventually sunk, but it wouldn't be anywhere close to the boat. Right. right. So or, it just really made, and it just, so what's what's the real meat and potatoes? It was discussed on there though, Dave. Well, again, it's one of those things where, you know, why did this, why did Scorpion sink? And that's this, this argument has been going on for, well, since 1968, uh, we were told in submarine school, and there are at least two books that I know of out there that confirm quote unquote, that it was sunk by the Russians in retaliation for the Russians believing that we had sunk the K-129, which we didn't, but you know, depends on whose propaganda you want to believe. So. I know a lot of people that still believe that the Russian sank her and will always believe that. And you, you're never going to convince them otherwise. The, the prevailing theory for many years has been a hot run of a Mark 37 torpedo because the batteries in the Mark 37 torpedo were apparently designed by um, evil geniuses who didn't know anything about batteries. And the Mark 37 would hot run. You had to do a 180 turn to shut it down. And they didn't make the 180 turn in time and it blew up. and so that's been, that theory has been out there. The problem with that theory is that the torpedo room is intact, which is pretty obvious when you look at the pictures. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's very obvious yeah. that the torpedo room is intact. So it just makes, makes you wonder. And I'm one, I'm one of those in the camp that thinks the Russians sink. And I, I it's just, uh, maybe it's just because, you know, what I, what it was taught when I was in sub school and, and of course let's talk about sub school. I remember being talked about damn that. You know, because, you know, instructors, you know, you were an instructor before, you know, how you just to break up the monotony, you just start talking about something like that. Next thing you know, you got your whole class's interest. Right. And and then and then it just goes on. But I just remember some of some of the discussion and it just it, it's, it, it sounds right to me. It feels right to me because of what you said, K-129 and all the other monkey business going on. 68 was a bad year to be a summer. So. The, the the upshot of this entire article is that it was none of those things. It was a hydrogen explosion caused by hydrogen buildup in the batteries. And that apparently someone opened a door, opened a hatch, opened something and sparked the hydrogen that had built up, which mm-hmm. again, now look, I, I'm a big believer that you, you change your theories to fit the facts not your facts to fit the theories. I, I, I accept that. And on the surface of it, it certainly appears that 
that could be a reasonable cause leading to the sinking. If you have an interior detonation of hydrogen, takes out the ops compartment, forward compartment, people after the reactor are likely to have survived the initial incident. And as the ship mm -hmm. tries to recover, so be it. The problem with that is, I look, it's been a long time since I left the boat, but I seem to remember that we were very concerned about hydrogen buildup, both from the O2 right. generator and from the batteries. And it was something that we kept an eye on on a fairly regular basis. I can't remember if it was once every six hours they would go down there and take readings. Heck, and we might have even had sensors that had general readings of the battery compartment anyways, the battery well. Right. But I, I, I know it. Yeah. So, so did that come about after the fact? Did they, did they discover that, well, this may have been a contributing factor, and so we better start monitoring? I don't think it did. I think that we always monitored hydrogen, even going back to the Baleo class in World War II. Right. Um, so it would seem to me that if that were the cause, that it would indicate some, I, I hate to use this word, but it would have indicated some negligence on behalf of the crew to allow that to have happened in the first place, which makes it, in my view, unlikely. Unlikely. And also, what it said, the Argentinian sub went down uh, yeah, they're, because they're, of that? They're comparing the, the loss of the San, San Juan, the ARA San Juan, years ago. Right. A similar thing. And they did have electrical problems. That was known. Right. That was known. So, but whether or not it would be an explosion of hydrogen gas would be, it, it just seems so far-fetched yeah. to me. That well, that would well do that. based on that assumption, say it did happen. So, you know, we've always been slow to get the briefs from both the Thresher and the Scorpion. It, it's taken almost till now to really get any information uh, out of the Navy about what happened. Because there was a thing in place that you had to protect the nuclear program. Because if you gave Congress a reason to scrap it, they would. So they were very protective about when it had incidents, what information they released. Well, the, if it was a battery issue with hydrogen, like he says, going, I mean, that goes to the beginning of the submarine program. From the very beginning, they've known this has been a problem. If that's what the problem was, what would have been harmed by if they would have known about it, say, I don't know, 71 saying well here's the real reason the loss of the submarine what would be the harm of re and that way people would have some closure not only would we've had closure but imagine the impact on us as young submariners oh look hydrogen very very like we didn't already know but uh -huh. hydrogen very dangerous you need to make sure you need to be constantly monitoring us which again i think we were but changes the procedure go out to the fleet i mean Better monitoring equipment be put in place if we didn't have already happened. have the best equipment. Yeah. yeah. It may have happened. May I have do happened. I do yeah. know this. I was asleep one 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 night, I guess, and nature called. And so I had to get up and stumble towards the head. And as I'm stumbling out the bunk room, uh, on a on a T hole, the birthing is on level three. And at the back end of level three, missile department level three is uh machinery two which is where the O2 generators, which they, I understand they don't even have anymore, uh, were, were located. And the O2 guy came screaming out of machinery too, waving his arms, screaming, it's going to blow. It's going to blow. <laughs> and I remember I thinking to myself, in. should I just go back to bed or should I, should I go to the head first? I don't want to die in the head. So yeah, we're going to, yeah, cause that's it. We always called those the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> now, it turned out they were talking about something else, but 
at the same time, it was kind of like, well, you know, I'm a, I'm 90% asleep as it is. So. I don't know. Well, it must not have been about picking people up because they, you come out screaming like that. Somebody's going to hit the 4MC and get the ball rolling. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I buy the theory of a hydrogen buildup and explosion, but it seems to fit the, the facts. Okay. It seems to fit the ideas of what was discovered, but it just, to me, that points to the crew not necessarily doing their job. Now, maybe the equipment was broken. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they weren't trained for it. I find that hard to believe, but I, I, it just, it, it keeps me up at night. And, and then the other side of this is that I, I always know that it's the one thing that you forgot. Doesn't matter how highly trained you are. It's the one thing you forgot the one time that'll get you every time. And maybe it was just a one-time thing that they just forgot about. Who knows? The only people that know are the 99 guys that are down there. And one of them is laying apparently next to the boat, not in the boat, which is weird to right. me and freaks me out. It's really, yeah, it, it, it really does throw out a lot of, hmm, what, what really happened? So, yeah. It's, it's a good read, so I recommend you going out to the Facebook group. You know, type in the subnet, yeah. Facebook slash group, the uh, slash subnet, and yeah, it'll say Scorpion Theories in big bold letters. You can click on that link, and it'll take you over to uh, Poopy Suits and Cowboys article. And uh, those boys do a great job. They got several books out, Charlie so um, a lot of their stuff's very interesting to read. Yeah. Great stories. It's it's all submariner stories. I've interviewed Charles before. Um, for uh, sub vets and you know, it, it's good stuff and <laughs> fascinating stories from people that were there. So if you want to know, I don't know, man, I'm just, uh, so you believe that the Russians did, did it? You're, you're on that. You're it's on just, that. I, I'm not, I, I'm on that train. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't have anything I can particularly say that, well, here's why it just, you know, knowing that, you know, that was, Getting into the height of the Cold War, Vietnam's getting ready to start. There was already all kinds of mon monkey business. When I mean monkey business, we already know that you know submarines back then, and even up into the '80s, easily you know, a little bit of bump and grinding going on. You know, things happen. You know, people too close in, in certain places they shouldn't be because well, that's what submarines are built for. It just is what it is. So was that's why they call it a Cold War. There was a war going on. Uh, Definitely on the surface, but most definitely underwater. Just like there's probably something going down right now with all this stuff going on. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of submarines out there doing what submarines do. So, just as that's imagine, just my theory. Imagine being on patrol right now. Oh yeah, that would be stressful. But they're mm -hmm. out there doing. It. I don't know if I'm on the. Uh, See, this is the thing. I've interviewed two authors that have written books about this. Ed Offley and Kenneth Sewell have both written books about the losses. Yeah, we talked about yeah. Kenneth Sewell and, before, yeah. And both of them are convinced that the tape that they heard is the scorpion being torpedoed and sunk. They're both convinced of that. You can't, you can't back them off of that. They're, they're absolutely convinced. Mm -hmm. My problem with it is you could play me a tape of that and you could play me a tape of a screwdriver. And a firecracker going off. And I don't know that I would be able to tell the difference because of there's no context to it. There's nothing on it that says, hi, I'm the USS Scorpion screaming along here at, at 18 knots on the surface. 
and that's a oh, yeah. torpedo coming at me. Nothing <laughs> yeah. that says that. So I, it's not that I don't accept that theory. I don't, but I, I, I need something more than that. I need, I need confirmation, and we're never going to get that because, again, all the people that were involved, much like the K one twenty nine, are dead. So they're not. They took their secrets to the grave. So we're never really going to know. I just, man, I just get freaked out by this. That I'll be honest with you, the whole escape system screws with my head because yeah, what's a guy doing in a cape pock? You know, right. laying, yeah, that, well, he's obviously <laughs> trying to escape. I mean, the escape trunk is open, um, right? But the whole system is just from the word go. The whole system was just a hey, you can tell your mother that there's a system for you to get out of the submarine. It only works down to a maximum of 600 feet that we've tried. And it probably doesn't work that deep. And like this guy, you're probably not going to have time for more than one or two people anyway. But, mm-hmm. but it's there. And you can tell your mother. And, and just think how much money we sank into designing stanky hoods and escape trunks. Knowing full well that they probably were, I don't want to say worthless, but, you know, they weren't really in a lot of cases in a nuclear a nuclear world. And, right. and, you know, back in the World War II boats, I think I think that would have been very uh, good. They had to have. World War II boats. They, uh, yeah, you know, they, yeah. they did the the Tang. They they did the the escape on the Tang. Eight guys made it out. Mm. Um, but Cold War, given, we were operating very deep water. Right. Given all <laughs> of that, goes wrong. It's like to me, this whole thing of having to go through putting on this stanky hood, putting on your, your, your coat, your survival suit, putting on the stanky, putting all those, those number one is very time consuming, but then you got to get into this trunk that they're going to pressurize. And supposedly there's a corpsman standing there or the corpsman is standing there with a needle so he can puncture your eardrums. So you don't break your eardrums. You remember that? It's like, never read that in the procedure, but it still freaks me uh, out. All right. <laughs> so I don't know. And then having to hop, pop that hatch in ice cold, dark water and, and go to the surface for what? I mean, where we were patrolling, I'm not going to give anything away here, but where we were patrolling was not exactly on the major shipping lanes. So what am I going to do once I get there? And it just, it, to this day, I mean, f- literally 40 years later, it still screws with my head. Mm-hmm. You pet sharks. That's what you did. But, but it made my mother feel good. Hey, we got a way to get out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then to read this yesterday, and it was like, and, and again, I knew about it. I'd, I'd heard about it before, but yesterday, the report that, that came yesterday from the poopy suits and cowboy boots guys, very detailed, much more detailed than I ever needed to hear about this thing. Yeah. Like, uh- the only thing that was, wasn't there was that we recovered part of it for identification purposes, which I'm surprised that they didn't even try or they didn't, they didn't, they didn't acknowledge that they did. So yeah, I'm sure there's stuff. There's, there's more that to the story that hasn't come out. I'm sure there's a, there's a lot still hidden. I'm, I'm one of those people maybe, that maybe sat 10 here. years have come out. Yeah, I'm one of those people that sat here and watched the entire declassified Bob Ballard tape. There's like, there's like hours of this tape that Bob Ballard did in 1986 mm. when they were 85, when it was that they found Titanic was that 85. Anyway, that was the cover story for investigating the scorpion wreck, which by the way, they were looking at the torpedo room because that's where the two nuclear torpedoes are, which they confirmed are in perfect condition. Well, how could you do that? If a Mark 37 blew up in there, Duh. Yeah. anyway, 
uh, I've watched all of that and I, I, you never saw a body. So I'm assuming they either edited that out or something changed. I don't know, but it just didn't need to know work out. I'm just weird. Look, my wife brought me cookies. Oh, nice. Can I have one? Sure. Pass that road. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, so assuming that we don't get dragged into this, everything should be fine. But I, I, I just, I have a deep fear that we're going to be dragged into this Ukrainian war. And once that starts yeah. happening, man, this is going to get messy. You might messy. not hear from us for another two weeks. Who knows? You might not hear from us again. The internet goes down. Well, and I might be in jail. Because, no, I'm not kidding. Uh, Vladimir Putin has uh, passed a new law. He signed a new law yesterday. Do you read this? Anyone who criticizes or makes fun of the the, the Russian army, 15-year minimum sentence, hard labor, Siberia. So I immediately, oh, so posted, I immediately posted Russian troops wear pink underwear. <laughs> so I, may be in, I may be in Russian jail. Right. If they win, they may come in. You <laughs> Oh man, I can't even make a joke about that because I'm on. Nah, I better just keep it. <laughs> like the man said, Vladimir, if you win, so let's. You know, you haven't done anything to prove you're going to win yet. So, yeah. And, and I read, was it, when was it? Yesterday or day before yesterday? With it, I guess some babushka, Ukrainian babushka, downed a, a, a Russian drone with a jar of pickles. She threw a yeah. jar of pickles at a Russian reconnaissance. <laughs> <laughs> and it fell down. <laughs> uh, well, meanwhile, there's some kid looking for his drone. <laughs> yeah. What a mess. Makes great so story, but who knows if it's true or not. Yeah. So I, I, just, I just wanted to bring up uh, my sponsor, my website, just real quick. So I don't, it's probably too late to do something like this. But if you go on my website, thesubbet.com, You'll see 7K medals on there, and that's a sponsor of mine. So if you go to 7K medals slash the sub bet, you can learn more about 7K medals and become, you know, get in your own website where you get dealer prices to buy your gold and silver. Now, there's a huge community on 7K right now. There's people that can help you out and understand the proper way to buy your gold and silver and why to store it and why to build wealth for you and, and your, uh, your future, the future of your family to pass on. And, and passing on wealth on in, and it, and as such a currency that you know is going to be there for years and years to come. So I j- right now I've been collecting silver eagles. I just want to show you that they're into the state series, but here's one of the, these are MS seventies. So I had to learn about that too. And when you go on you get it, when you sign up as a member, you get education about all this kind of stuff. NGC is one of the grading. Uh, well, that's the grading company for coins and MS seventies are perfect mint. They put it in here. So that makes these a little bit more uh, pricier than just your standard silver, which has gone up. I think it's close to $28 right now. So, and that's because everything going on with the economy. And then right now they're in the state series. So I did get my Colorado coin there. You see that day? So I got that recently. So, you know, these are all the walking liberties and I got Tennessee here. So I got, I got to buy, just go through and show the all that stuff but you know yeah go to 7k metal slash the subvet you can link off of my website the subvet.com click on there you're going to see save share and earn and then you can start your way into 7k metals and learning about it through some videos there 
And if you actually have any more questions about it, you can send me an email too at eric at the subvet.com. I don't have a, uh, I don't have a silver coin, but I did get my USS Colorado coin. There you go. Yeah, you should, yeah, you should remember that time. I, I, I actually want that coin. I need to, I need to get a hold well, of them. I don't, uh, I, we did post the link to their, uh, to their association. So they would appreciate it if you'd buy them. Uh, one of the things I like about the Colorado Association is they also have a, a, um, thing there where you can donate stuff to the, the families who are taking care of the single guys as well. Cause it, it, those of you that have been in new construction, you know, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit stressful on, on single guys, especially. So mm-hmm. anyway, I, uh, I sent a Domino's pizza card. So you can do that. Oh, that yeah. Yeah. Somebody would like that. Go yeah. get some pizza. Good job. Yeah, you did a little extra work. Yeah. Cop can hand, hand that out. Huh? <laughs> That'll get those done. So, uh, again, if you are interested in being on the sub vets with us, we'd love to have guests. I know we have some lined up already. Drop me an email, dolphindave at slipperyfish.com or Eric an email at eric at the subvet.com. Yeah. And, um, uh, we do have some requirements. One, you have to have Zoom access because we do everything via Zoom because Eric's in Colorado and I'm in Washington State. So you got to have Zoom and you got to have headphones. You can use your microphone off your camera, but you do have to have headphones because otherwise you get this echo back thing and it sounds like crap. So yeah, sure. but we'd love to talk to you if you want to uh, come on and share your sea stories or argue with us about Eric's insane theories about things. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even bring up the aliens today. No, you didn't bring Dang up aliens. What happened to ah, Project Blue Beam? Go Google it. Anyways, that's, uh. <laughs> that's, it? that's all I get. Go Google Project Blue Beam. <laughs> Project Blue Beam. Yeah. The, yeah. the last card is going to be played. The alien invasion. <laughs> I can't wait. Independence Day, ID4. Are you familiar 96. with the Drake equation? <laughs> are, you, are you familiar at all yeah. with the Drake yeah. equation? Oh, of course, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drake N equals one, man. N equals one. So. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to redo the equation for it. They already found a bunch of exoplanets starting out with like one and right. four, and there's 12. Now there's a thousands of them. But they're now so they got far away. They got that new telescope up there, James Webb, and it's it, it's going to be able to read biologics on planet, biologic did signatures. Did you see where they're developing, designing the submarine to explore Titan, moon Titan, Saturn's moon Titan? has methane oceans so they are well, I know that's been a wish going i remember i posted articles back that about my old website as far back as 2005 2006 that's been a dream of theirs for a long time thinking about sending them a letter saying hey if you uh need some qualified submariners to go handle that i'm willing to volunteer because in the book 2001 the book not the movie but the original book movie book version it was Dave Bowman that went to SAP. And I'm willing to do it. Yeah. Okay. You're willing to fill in that part. So, yeah, you get. <laughs> Plus, I want to be a star child. And... <laughs> I think you are a star child, Dave. I was going to have that discussion with you later. <laughs> I am fire control technician, ballistic missile, first class submarine qualified Dave Bowman. And I'm Mr. Te- technician, second class Eric Ryle. And this has been the Subbets. <laughs>